Hi, Sue. Hi, Jenny. How are you? Hi, hi. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear us? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. All right. The pink goes, it's nice on you. Thank you. Yeah, pink, I have, pink, pink. It's very bright. <laughs> When am I break? When I'm feeling like vibrant. Yeah. yeah. Good. <laughs> okay. Mm. Did any of you? Oh yeah, Jenny. Did you do? I don't know about Sue. The five day thing that Jennifer was doing this week. Yes. No. I did. Yeah. Did you see it? Yeah, too? I did too. No. Yeah, I was there too. It was pretty helpful. Yeah, it was on ending self-sabotage. Mostly focused on ending self-medication. Yeah, I thought it was mm. great. Yeah. Shall we pray in? People might, oh, there's Tommy. Yeah. You want to pray, Jenny? Hi, Jenny. Wow. Mute. Mute, me in the game. Mute, me too. It's my pack. Yeah. There's Robin. No. Wow, what beautiful faces. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> Shall I place praise in? Yes, please. So grateful and thankful to come into this moment. So grateful for spirit, for nourishment, it's goodness, it's wholeness, how generous spirit is to us, so grateful and thankful to be receptive to this beautiful time together, the healing energy, the oneness, the connection, to be connected to the whole universe, so grateful and thankful for all of our brothers and sisters who join us later, now, all the people on the retreat, the whole community, everyone that we're connected to and beyond. We're grateful to share the benefits of this time and healing together. And so it is. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Jenny. Yeah. Has everybody been doing the five-day challenge? I know, Tammy, you have, and uh, I know, Jenny, you just posted something beautiful. Kareen, you have too. What about you, Sue? No, I didn't. Okay, well, it's just good to know so we don't go off on a topic that not everybody's um, into, maybe. Well, that's all right. I'll, I'm sure I'll benefit from your sharing. Okay. Yeah, well, I'd like to share. I didn't have time, um, Jenny, to respond to your beautiful share. You, uh, you did such a good job, you know, kind of showing what each person can get out of each day's challenge. So it was a great demonstration of how to how to use the challenge. I have to say that um, uh, one of the biggest benefits that I got um, was to see that any time that I self-medicate, it's not really the self-medication that's a problem. For me, it's only the judgment. Hmm. And I was actually shocked to, to see that judgment is about the 100% of why I self-medicate. Yeah. I was like, because I, I you know, know. as a therapist, you know, so busy, this emotion and that emotion. And I, I've been an addictions expert and so on. But we always got into 
feelings and emotions, we were not into the judgments um, and the spiritual part. And geez, I mean, um, I don't know, maybe it's because of my age that the feelings are such a small part. It's the judgments. So that was that was enormous for me. Um, and every time I still kind of try to go back to tracking what were the feelings, it's really bigger payoff to see what are the judgments that caused me to want to um, self-medicate. So that, you know, I found it very, very helpful. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. It's a vicious circle, isn't it? It is, but it's kind of nice to have it be so simple. Yeah. No. And rather than the ego wants to make it so complex and there are so (laughs) many feelings and there are so many, you know, that why you almost can't master it. But if you keep it that simple that, okay, you were judging somebody or yourself right before you did that or wanted to do that. The thing I don't, I, I think there's more to learn from, and maybe it's the ego wanting to say why. But the other part that's new for me is that we do this because we're getting spiritually higher and higher or more into oneness, and we do it to wreck it. And I understand that's what the ego does. That's kind of the nature of it. Um, But when you're on such a marvelous track, why would you be so tempted? I mean, you know, there's still, I feel like there's something missing for me in really getting it or maybe I don't need to get it it's just to know that that is a pattern and you know just like a ball goes if you throw a ball up it's going to come down I don't need to know why I don't need to know the physics I don't need to know anything more except to know it will come down and that maybe just to be on the watch for those temptations as I'm um, getting closer and closer to staying with spirit that I'm going to have one of these impulses to go the other direction. And anybody else have any ideas about that subject? That's what we talked about, Sue, in the class was that. Mm-hmm. Um, I get it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's very helpful. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure what that's about. Maybe I don't need to know. Is that, is that just an ego distraction to want to, know what that's about well it came to me was kind of what I guess I shared this in the post was just about like in a way there's nothing to do then you know because we are perfect we are whole we are there's something I think that's really uncomfortable about being okay with everything do you know what I mean? We're not used to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that there's this thing of like, well, what, well, what, where, what, what will I do then? It's kind of that thing, or like, who am I? But like, there's, you know, if we are actually perfect and whole, then I don't have to change myself, and in a way that almost seems a bit boring. To mm-hmm. to what? To the to the to ego? That, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's that part that says it's arrogant to say you're perfect and yeah. you know, it's humble to be working on yourself rather than it's self-degrading to be working on yourself when you don't need to be. You yeah. Appreciate like, it. yeah. I think that's a huge, huge learning for me this week. And then taking, so my friend said it to me. I said, you know, my friend, I don't know where she's like, oh, I thought this many times, Jenny, but I've, I've just not said this to you. Like there's just, you're you're perfect, and she didn't mean it in an ego way. No, what she was saying was, "Don't reject that part of you." And it's so I was just laughing because what I had like I was just going, "Well, thank you," but I, like I could I just find it really difficult. I I find it really hard to accept that, but I appreciate you saying it. And I think that's you know interesting to find it so difficult to accept. But I I think I was open, and maybe I can accept it this much right mm-hmm. now and that's okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it gets easier I'm certainly not there yet 
But I remember the first times hearing that, it was very far away. And now there's even times I believe it and even times I can claim it. So I think it just gets easier. We're just so conditioned to work on ourselves and to think it's a good thing to see your imperfections and work on them. It's such a, uh, in Enneagram's terms, it's a very three-ish, you know, America is a very three-ish culture and, and we try to have our influence everywhere in the world that um, self-help is such a good thing. Mm. Um, anyway, yes. that doing, doing, doing is what I mean by three-ish. Improving, improving, working, 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 trying harder, harder, harder. Mm. And Jennifer said that in class this week. I just find that so helpful to finally be able to go, you know what, actually, maybe I will give up this idea that I can be improved better. I can be a better person. Mm -hmm. You know, almost like, okay, if I give up the self-medication, I'll be a better person. I will. <laughs> you I already are. I already <laughs> am. And, but, and, and I love that, that, you know, you're good enough so you don't, so we don't even need to be better or worse than anybody. That's the other thing the ego does is compare ourselves. Mm -hmm. one, one, one thing I've been wanting to bring up, see if anybody else is interested in this subject, is um, talking about better or worse than people. There's a psychological thing called leveling, and you don't have to know the name of it to know what it is, but what it is, it, it's a description of let's say let's say eating is your problem and uh you've been trying to lose weight and you find someone else who's trying to lose weight and you're not doing very well you might try to bring that person down with you so that you're on the same level and then you feel better that that is i know it's completely ego but, um, you know, you can figure out all the different ways that that can be an issue, you know. Um, but it's based on comparison. And we know that comparison is always hurtful. Does anybody have any more thoughts about that? Or is that an issue for anyone? Like my daughter was doing so well, she... She, you know, she's trying to lose weight. I'm not saying she has to lose weight, but she thinks she does. And her daughter, her sister dying, quote, unquote, early makes her even more want to, you know, work on this. And she'd lost a ton of weight. And then she went on this vacation. And you could tell that, the, that her girlfriend, not a girlfriend partner, but just a friend, doesn't matter which it was, but it's more serious if it's her partner. You could tell, you're going to eat that way on our vacation? I mean, you could tell it wasn't going to be days. It wasn't even going to make it days until she gave up what she was trying to do in order to get along with this other person who wanted to level because she is not doing anything about her weight and she thinks she should. I mean, I've seen it in my own life. I've, I've felt it. I've been on the receiving, and I've done it to other people. It just, uh, just been on my mind. Karine, you're shaking your head. Do you have something to say on that? Well, sure. I can identify with all of it. <laughs> yeah, I get, I got a lot of that <laughs> between Hans and I, <laughs> of course, and. Um, yeah, all, everything that you mentioned, I mean, there's a little bit of that going on for me, too. Um, this past week, I'm, I'm very grateful for the classes because this week I was really on the comparison and on the not being good enough. I mean, the whole spectrum of things, not being able to keep up with all the work because all these emails coming in all the time, you know, even with that class itself and then I was behind on so many other emails that I couldn't 
read. And I mean, all of that was getting to me. And then I had a tooth that fell out. It was a crown that fell out a week, a week ago and I had to go pull it out Thursday. And, and I didn't, you know, again, another debt and this and that, and all these things were all just piling up. I said, uh, you know, I got it out and I decided I'm not going to replace it because it's too much money. It's just going to stay like that. And I had decided I was not going to continue with the kids at the church, the class that I was doing. Why? I don't know. I'm just, I was making all these decisions based on the fact that I think I should just stay home and get on my spiritual things because I'm behind on everything. (laughs) And just get all this, you know, ACIM and just really get into it and maybe... I'll get it, you know? So all this stuff was going on. And as a process of just being there and listening and participating, this morning I brought it down to two words, acceptance and surrender. (laughs) But it was a really intense week. So Mm -hmm. I can't go into all the details, but, but the class helped me to come to that wonderful conclusion, which which I'm happy about now. I mean, I'm, all those, that heaviness that was on me is lifted. Mm. So. And how are you about those decisions? Are you, did you consult Holy Spirit on those decisions? Well, kind of halfway. <laughs> Not totally, but, um, but I, um, I saw where Hans made a decision that he was going to get rid of the internet and he hasn't done it yet because it was supposed to happen on Monday and here we are Saturday, it's still there. And he was going to give up the Y and then he changed his mind, the YMCA, he changed his mind. So I said, well, maybe I could change my mind about a couple of things too. So I'll consult with spirit on that. (laughs) Yeah. So he's my challenge and he's also my example. (laughs) Thank you, Karine. Thank Very you. Rich <laughs> I relate to that, Karine. You know, like definitely feel like I'm. Do you know sometimes in a struggle, but I don't even know what I'm struggling with and it's just ugh. I just ugh. It makes you too bad because I don't even know what to share because then I'll end up trying to explain something that I can't even explain so I don't end up kind of talking or sharing because I don't know what to say I don't know how to say how am I or what you know then I just go I don't really know how I am I just know that sometimes I'm really struggling and and then that's where I think the self-medication particularly comes in because it's I can't even I don't want to ask myself how am I because I just feel confused and horrible and like I don't know and that's more upsetting. Do you know what I mean? So I kind of it's been one of those. It's been really helpful that that came along this week because I was finding it really hard to turn within because I don't even know what's going on. But then I kind of realize I don't really need to know what's going on. I can just be with that you know I suppose spirit was like go up the mountain so I went up the mountain and I just sat in nature and took my shoes off and sat there and soaked it all in and felt better but I don't even know what I felt better about necessarily it's just a very strange thing but it does feel like it's just about acceptance and surrendering that I don't and I'm not like that all the time because then I'll shift in and out of it, which is kind of relief. But it's better that that's, it's by following spirit's guidance to just be with it somehow and then in a loving way. And then it shifts. But I can kind of go in and out of it. Like I'll wake up in the morning and just not get out of bed until 11 o'clock. And not in a way that it's like I can't get out of bed. It's just... I don't know. I don't even know. Ian said to me, how are you? I was like, I don't even, I don't even want to answer that question. So I feel like that's kind of where I am, that I just will keep surrendering until clarity will arrive at some point, I assume. And um, in the meantime, try not to harm myself. Mm-hmm. 
Jenny, I definitely think you're on the right track. Can I ask you a question just as an experiment? Sure. Was it was it uh, was it recent enough so that I can question you about it? That you had one of those feelings where I don't know is it where I am? Yeah. Okay. So just out of for my learning to see if it hits Peter, instead of asking how I am, if you go back to that moment, if I asked you, do I have any judgments? If you asked yourself, do I have any judgments on anyone right now? Could you? What what does that do when you when you hear that? I possibly just feel overwhelmed. <laughs> I probably feel overwhelmed. Would you be judging yourself? For, would you be judging yourself for being overwhelmed? Yeah, maybe. Not yeah, just like not not wanting to be confused. You know, not wanting like I'm so attached to knowing. Yeah, there you go. Well, I just wondered if that, if that, because, you know, that's what I was saying, that instead of trying to find the feelings, which were so, which are so complicated, if, if, if it would narrow down for other people as well to look at, am I judging anyone, even myself? Because often it's me, like I shouldn't be in whatever state I'm in. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, kidding. it's probably just that I shouldn't feel tired. I shouldn't feel confused. I shouldn't feel discombobulated. I shouldn't. I shouldn't. Um, I should know. Mm. I, should, I should be more excited because everyone keeps going. Are you excited about moving to America? Oh, no, not really. Not really. <laughs> it's probably in there amongst the muddle of all things, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. Well. If you'd be willing to work with that, I, I would, I'm going to work with that. And anybody else, I would love your feedback. If that helps more than when you don't know a feeling, you know, obviously if you know your feelings, that's, you know, that's something to work with. But if it, my, my question is, does that open things up for you or even alert you, like stop that whatever is starting? If it stops it to say, oh, I'm judging myself. Because for me this week, it has actually stopped a process that was beginning. And I don't know if that was just this week or if it's just me or if that's something that can be helpful to other people to interrupt, interrupt that process that's starting. Mm. Thanks, Jenny looking at it with me I'll work on it with you too yeah. I'm glad you brought that up Jenny because I had exactly that happen and I thought I handled it I, I went to my daughter's um, over the weekend and I got sucked back into the story again um, and I I thought I had dealt with it and I hadn't um, so so I did a, a forgiveness letter this morning and it's still there and my Course in Miracles lesson is today I claim the gifts forgiveness gifts well <laughs> um, I, I must still be in judgment you know either of her or me or her husband or um, how about all of you <laughs> yeah all of the above <laughs> um, yeah that um, and I, you know when I'm away from it it's easier to stay level you know to stay calm and peaceful um, but getting back into it was There are a lot of raw feelings coming up. Um, and I guess it's judgment. I, it's fear. It's fear for what's happening there. Um, and that comes from judgment. 
And I, you know, I dutifully did my, my forgiveness letter. Um, but maybe I didn't forgive myself. I, although I addressed that in, you know, in the same letter. Um, and, you know, when I came back, I had a wonderful counseling session. And I, you know, and I just came right out of it. And then this dark mood came up. Um, and, and I realized I was judging. So, obviously, I didn't get everything in that, in that forgiveness letter. Well, some, sometimes I'm noticing, not sometimes, that I have very, very high standards. And, you know, years ago, wouldn't it be, wouldn't would we thought it was awesome to be attempting to forgive someone for our own judgments? And now we're at the place of, well, that's nothing because we do that and that's expected. But if it's not 100% released, then we start judging ourselves again. We must not have done it well. You know, didn't do a good enough job. There's more. I mean, it, right? I can see you holding your your heart. I mean, I'm, I can relate. So it's these standards. That's what, that's what got me to realizing it isn't my self-medication this week. It's my judgment because none of it's that bad. You know, it's just not. Um, but my standards are so perfectionistic. Uh, who could live up to those standards? Uh, you know, it would be a, a robot. Anyway, so that's what I related to. I hope that helps, Sue. Yeah. That, that's what I kept feeling also as Sue was talking, is that more judgments, more judgments. Every time I'm trying to understand or I'm trying to see what I did this, what other... It's more self-judgment, and I heard something during the week that was helpful. Is not so much working on letting go of things, but also, I mean, we do that too, but also opening up to receive the love and the kindness and all the things that help us to feel better instead of constantly judging, judging, but remembering, I am a child of God. I am so loved. My my children are loved. Everyone is loved. We are perfect and whole as we are. You know, just building up on those things. And then, help, Holy Spirit, help me to receive that. You know, just mm -hmm. really, really open up and ask Spirit to help me to receive mm -hmm. the love. So that, that, focusing on that more than the judgment. The judgment is just to be aware. Okay, but once I'm aware, let's do something that nourishes me now. Mm. Mm, that's a beautiful cream. Thank you. And, and Jennifer's gratitude also. Always find something to be grateful for. Think about it. Come up with something. I'm sure it's possible. You know, what is it that <laughs> I can be grateful for? <laughs> yeah, and if we didn't have such high standards, we could accept the gratitude. <laughs> you know, like we should be grateful for more or we should have higher things than I'm breathing now or I had some chocolate that was delicious or whatever. <laughs> it should be great, our gratitude. Those standards are so tricky. Yeah, that was the one that came up, you know, in our class this week. It was about, um, for me, was the expectations that I have and plans. This is something that makes me really unhappy, actually, having expectations of myself, having expectations of others. It's really, you know, and that was one of the things when my friend was saying to me, you know, you have these gifts and I, I don't, I still am open to that. I don't, I don't really, I actually don't really fully like know really what my gifts are. And she was saying, you know, when, when I listen to people, I really listen. 
but I also do that very naturally so I don't kind of notice it as a gift and so then when I'm with people I was talking about this in relation to my brother you know my brother I have this habit of and it plays out with my mum where people talk kind of at me and so it becomes a demand rather than a kind of a an exchange and um that was kind of my childhood pattern and I would then obliterate my needs or neglect my own needs and and focus on giving to the other um and so she was kind of saying about why was I saying this oh, about perfectionism so so when I don't fully listen to someone I judge myself <laughs> I, judge, I judge myself because I'm not like 100% fully kind of taking in and kind of being with them but like that's not appropriate for every setting like some man at the car boot sale came up to us and he was he picked up some item a hockey ball and the Irish hockey team had gotten to whatever and he started kind of ranting about like he was I think he was German so I didn't always fully understand what he was saying but he was kind of talking sometimes he was saying really sexist things sometimes racist things just anything he was just kind of spouting off and I was thinking this is probably one of those times Jenny that you need to stay on your own page and not be judging yourself for not being perfectly attuned because it's not healthy for me to attune into this thing that's going on here so I feel like there's it's interesting to me how my expectations can even get in the way of me being myself and being of service and appreciating my own gifts and I don't even that's like so new to me that I'm not even sure what I'm saying exactly only that that's kind of what I got from my conversation with my my friend the other day yeah and then I, the other thing I hear coming in for all of us from what Jenny said is trust you know, how can we trust can we trust the moment that we're not 100% listening to a person who seems crazy and we have we're in the middle of selling things or or do or should we be the one that judges how we should be you know do we trust holy spirit with what is and if we've turned the day over to spirit in the morning and said you know do with me what you will you know that i follow then we then we have that opportunity to either follow and trust or second guess and decide and which usually doesn't turn out in our favor I'm gathering from other people as well as me that it usually ends up hurting us the judgment yeah I kind of felt like that was maybe one of my realizations sitting out in the nature today was like because things are so unknown for me it's like an invitation from spirit to say now it's really moment by moment because I don't even know what day it is at the moment because I don't have anything to delineate between Monday to Friday or Saturday and Sunday so I was like oh today is Saturday I didn't even know you know so it feels like it's an it's an invitation into a new a new level of trust mm. for me to say okay it's literally day by day moment by moment hour by hour because when I do anything else I just get really overwhelmed here. What an opportunity. Yeah, but I don't want an opportunity. <laughs> That's just my ego, I do. But yeah, it's yeah. It's difficult. How is it for your well mother's father to have you there? It feels like my dad this morning came in and uh, said, you know, it was so lovely that you cooked dinner the other night. I really appreciated you making dinner and having being fed in our own home you know so i feel like there's a community feeling actually in the house and and not so there's no control not like they're controlling of their own things but not so much of me and so there's a feeling of freedom and i said to them about going out to visit this island off of the coast of dublin which i've never been to my dad hasn't been to since he was 20 years old 
So there's kind of, for me, that's the spirit inspiration of something new, new energy, do something together that's fun and, and uplifting. So it feels at the moment like they're really happy. Like the mum said that a few times. It's so lovely to have you here and to have your company. And um, there's not nothing. Yeah, everything seems to be. It's more adult to adult than, um, which is huge, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Sue, how are you feeling now? Um, I have a wedding this afternoon, and I really don't want to feel what I'm feeling. Um, because I need to be there for the wedding. So there's, you know, I want to, I just want to let it all go. Um, I guess I'm, I'm feeling guilty. There's some guilt there. Um. Because I'm, she, she told me the story um, she said that she was telling me how much she hated her husband and she hated um, her stepmother and and and, uh, you know, before I left, I said to her, you know, I meddled again. Um, I didn't trust. And I said, you know, when you hate people, you, you open yourself up to all the hate in the universe. And it will come back to you. And she just blew up. Oh, my. She really. Um, and she said, you're not telling me anything I don't already know. She said, I know I have to forgive him. But I'm not there yet. <laughs> and um, I think I'm feeling guilty about that because I didn't do that perfectly. Um, well, that's what I, I think I need to, to write another forgiveness letter about. It's just really letting it go and not not meddling in it at all because then I go down the rabbit hole you know either um, can you let go of the guilt right now Sue? Um, can you let go of the guilt right now? Because, I mean, it's really useless to have guilt like that. And also the fact that she reacted with anger is a, is a good thing. <laughs> I mean, at least something is moving, you know, something is moving and she's realizing she needs to forgive. She may not have had that realization if you didn't say that. So the ego is having you believe you did something wrong, but you didn't do anything wrong. You know, there's no wrong or right. I mean, things happen, and it's all for a reason. Just before I came on, I don't know why, because I haven't read this healing and recovery book since I don't remember when, but I had a page that I'm not even up to yet that had this little thing in it, and I just said, I wonder if there's something in there I can just maybe. That would be helpful. And I came across page 180, the second paragraph, I don't know if you want to get it, Sue, and read it. Is it too far from you? Or maybe. Page 180 of uh, Healing and Recovery, that book. Okay. Because I think that will be helpful for all of us. Why don't you read it to us? Hmm? You going to have it? Yeah, you want to read it? You want to read it, Rosalind? 
No, you read it. I mean, your whole page, you, you read it. You, you know what you want. <laughs> no, just, no, just that paragraph. The ha- true happiness does not prevail until one reaches higher energy fields. Mm-hmm. Therefore, trying to find happiness through the endless creation of satisfaction and the cycling of desire creates frustration. Frustration feels good when it's temporarily satisfied. It feels good when one stops banging one's head against the wall, but that is not the same thing as happiness. The desiringness and cravingness continue. It is because of this physicality and the energy fields that all the moral questions arise. So maybe you can break it down, Rosalind, and give, explain it a little bit more. I mean, as far as it's not really all about us. You know, there is, to me, what I picked up is, is that there is this energy field that we're in right now in this world. And some of what we're going through is part of just being in that energy field. It yes. has nothing to do with us directly or indirectly. It is just we are there, and as as light workers, you know, we are also at the effect of that energy, which is just, you know, that's just where we are. To me, we're not up there yet, you know, out of on the higher energy fields, and so we cannot really feel those effects yet. So I think all of us from the things to me when. It, from all the things that I went through this past week, what Jenny talked about, you know, Rosalind, the realization that you had is still, it doesn't mean that we're going to get over ourselves and do better tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) So if we can understand that, that we are not the ones who actually effectuate the changes, we are just, we're just here, you know, and we just, trying to be loving and trying to, you know, to shine our light. And how can we do that if we are beating, beating up on ourselves? So that's why I said, can you let it go now, the guilt and, and just anything negative? Not by yourself, you know. We can call on the Holy Spirit for all of us to just come and just free help us. We are willing to put the guilt on the altar. We're willing to put the shame, the guilt, the lack. That's a big one for me. And all the effects of the things that we see in the world. These things are here and we don't want them. We see them and we're willing to just put them on the altar and just let you do the heavy lifting and then we can be available to do the the higher and better work that you would have us do. So I share that for all of us who are struggling and I place it on the altar with grace and gratitude. I allow it to be and share the benefits with everyone. Amen. Thank you. Thank you very much. Love you, Sue. Thank you. Along with what Corrine was saying, I had the question for you. What was your intention when you said that to your daughter? Was your intention to hurt her or was your intention to help her? You love her and you got afraid when you saw her state. So you, you know... If it wasn't the most masterful intervention, so be it. But you you didn't intend any harm. I think that's so important. I could see you shaking for the replay. They you know, you were saying yes, you didn't you didn't intend anything hurt hurtful to her. So like probably all this she had been drinking. Mm-hmm. And I am so afraid for her that she's 
and she's addicted. Mm-hmm. And she's in such a mess right now that I'm sure that's self-medication. Mm-hmm. I'm just afraid for her. I'm trying to let it go, but <laughs> I really know that God is the only one who can fix it. I can't fix it. I think your honesty here is really going to help. You're putting it all on the altar. Her alcohol issues and your fear and your worry and your love. You're putting it all on the altar and we know that your love will heal and God's love will heal and that going back to what Jenny was saying in the sense of the perfection of ourselves and the perfection of each moment, no matter how it looks, and even in the perfection of your intervention. Great teaching moment for all of us and for you and for her when she thinks back. Because her reaction, if she's at all self-aware, was bigger than your comment. So, yeah, I think um, one time, I won't tell you the whole story, but I was in graduate school and uh, my husband and I were both in training and we were the favorites of this one supervisor. And when we got engaged, she... uh, to our great surprise, she turned on me. She, I mean, I was persona non grata. She, I was like her least favorite person, person on the earth. And apparently she had a thing for my husband, which I didn't know about. Um, and I told the graduate school advisor the truth uh, about what was happening. And he was very supportive. He was outside that system. And then... He came back and he told me, this is how it relates to you. He came back and told me later that if you ever tell anybody that I told you this, I will deny it. But I want you to know that guilt is based on a hostile wish or a hostile act. And you did nothing to this woman by telling me. We are not having her back as a supervisor because of what she did herself when she came up here for a weekend. But I never could forget what he said. Guilt is based on a hostile wish or hostile act. I mean, it was. can you imagine how I would have felt if he hadn't told me that? I would have thought I ruined her career. I shouldn't have told him, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I really did nothing but 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 care and had scared feelings and hurt feelings and anyway. So I just wanted to pass that on to you as well. You you had no hostile wishes. No, I didn't. Thank you. Well, I'm very grateful for that. Share Rosalind. I I finally did forgive myself for that thing, but when I was uh, the first couple of years in nursing school, one time I caught one of the nursing assistants and she was drinking alcohol, you know, in the in the locker room or, so, or in the bathroom or something. And I guess I wasn't. She was an older older woman than me, and I was not going to confront her, but I told the assistant supervisor about it and then the next thing I knew that lady was gone and oh my god I carried that guilt for so many years I mean I confessed it to the priest and everything and it just wouldn't go away I mean this was maybe I was maybe 20 22 years old I was still 40 50 years old and I was still dealing with that 
And yes, if I had heard something like that, well, maybe I couldn't receive it then, but now hearing you say that, yeah, of course I didn't have any wish, bad wishes. I was thinking maybe she would get some help or something, you know, positive, you know, and I went to, you know, with a good intention, but that guilt, wow, that really ate away at me for many, many years and it's so useless, you know. And I read about guilt being useless, and I still couldn't let it go. That's why also prayer comes in and really asking the Holy Spirit to help take it away from me because I can't do it on my own. So this is just confirmation. Thank you, Rosalind, that it's all good. Thank you all. I'm really glad I tuned into this today. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And make sure you drink a nice big glass of water, too, after our call. (laughs) I will. But now you're ready to love on those people who are getting married. You have a completely different energy. Yes. You allowed it to come up, all of it. By trying to chase it away, it wouldn't go away. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so beautiful, Sue. Yeah, you are. Yeah. I'm so grateful. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being here, healing mm-hmm. all of us. I got a lot out of your doing that self sabotage workshop. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect timing. It always is. It Mm -hmm. just reminds me to to amaze me these lessons of the Course in Miracles. How they come up and and they're exactly what you need on any given day. It's just mm-hmm. amazing to me. You were talking a bit earlier in the Finding Freedom Circle. Well, this was more my reflection afterwards, you know, about spilling. Or I was thinking about spilling and how when I used to spill things, like a glass of water, I would be so upset and I would break myself. And how it was kind of similar to like if I spilled something emotionally you know that I would then judge myself and I because see when you were saying you know oh I have this wedding that I need to do and I want to be ready for that and I don't want to feel this way because I want to be there for them I completely relate to that and I was just smiling looking at you and feeling like you know when Jennifer says like we can be it can be even more of a blessing when those things come up because you know like when I've spilled something now I I a lot of the time I feel so much joy that I don't get annoyed about it. I don't get upset about it and I can go, oh, hey, it's okay. You just built something. It's not a problem. And like the relief and the peace of there not being, there being, it not being there, you know. And so I can see you going into this wedding, having released or let, let spirit lift it off your shoulders. And what a beautiful gift that is to the people that you're, the wedding that you're officiating at. There's more love in the world because of you, Sue, sharing with us now. I really appreciate that. Yeah. I can see us all reparenting ourselves. You know, we're hearing a different voice when we spill things, when we aren't perfect, or however it comes up. It's so beautiful. And it doesn't end no matter how old you are. There's always more gentleness and more love come away. Maybe that's the reason that most parents aren't perfect is so that we have all of this to do later and get the benefit. Mm. Yeah. I noticed how asking spirit to be my parents really, I guess in a way, is like seeing them as parents. But also I noticed 
you know, when we were finishing moving the apartment, I didn't really understand kind of the masculine and feminine. I feel like a lot of our house was quite mixed up. My dad was quite absent. And particularly because my mum would um, put a lot onto us as kids. And my dad would either push us to move into that position, guilt us into to going in to take the burden, or watch while my mum would put huge things, like huge weights on our shoulders, that I never felt his protection. And I didn't ever really know what that was like. And I felt that, you know, I've kind of asked Spirit to show me the masculine and feminine aspects of itself. And how when we were finishing moving, I really felt protected in the amount of help that came in and support to just kind of took over. And I didn't really have to carry the heavy things at the end, not just physically, but like emotionally. And then as soon as we shifted out of that space, the feminine energy of like rest, nourishment, openness, nurturing. And it's it's just amazing to me how, because I, I kind of, Lorna Byrne talks about her guardian angel and sometimes that our angels show masculine or feminine and they change all the time because they don't have really a masculine or a feminine. And I just find that really beautiful that spirit can show up in our lives in the way that we need at any mm. time. And to have that experience for me, of feeling protected was huge. Mm. Thank you, Jenny. And I'm glad you brought up Malona Byrne. I was thinking about the fact that she might be going to Atlanta, but it doesn't look like it. I don't. When I go on the site, it shows a link for Orlando and everywhere else that you can link to buy tickets, but for Atlanta. The event has not been removed, but there's no link to buy tickets or anything. So I'm like, I wonder if she's really coming to Atlanta. <laughs> so can, I don't know. You can write to Mike Doolittle's um, site, and they w will quickly answer you. Sometimes until it's worked out, like they didn't work out the Seattle uh, facility until very close to the time that they all the time intended to come to Seattle but I could buy a ticket, but his office does respond quickly. Oh, okay, thanks. Because they do have a place, it says Unity Church in Atlanta somewhere, an address, but yeah. but nothing that I could get in touch with. Okay, I'll send a little note. I hope she's coming. Otherwise, it's going to be it. I was looking forward to it, but that's okay. Whatever happens. They have a date that, that she's coming there? There's a date and, yeah. and a place, but... But no way to buy the ticket. But no way to buy the, the tickets. When right. is the date? Oh, gosh. I, um, I'd have to go back and look. It's September. No, it's next oh, month, September. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's unusual, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to put my video on hold for my <laughs> little man that's going to walk in, is going to come back walking up through here, and I'll just listen to whoever's going to play us out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all. Do you want to pray us out? Okay. <clears throat> oh, I'm so grateful for this group of people who are on this adventure with us. Thank you, God, for for what was shared here today, for all of us to help us grow, and to help, our, to help us love ourselves as well as other people. And just allow this learning to go deep within us so that we can retain what we learned. And we remember that there are other people everywhere, all over this planet, who will benefit from what we shared here today. 
And so we're so grateful. We offer up any lingering emotions, fears, doubts, and we just accept that we're okay. We're more than okay. We are whole. We are innocent. We are loving. And that is our purpose. And may all people benefit from what we shared here today. And so it is. Amen. Amen. Thank you, too. Thank you, everyone. Amen. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.